Hey guys, I'm your host Toko and this is my podcast, There's a Verse for That. Welcome or welcome back. Thank you guys for listening. And as you can tell by today's title, we're talking about dark humor and like how that can be identified in the Bible and how the lines or the line between a joke or joking and offensive talk is being blurred by the very second. And I think just based on that, I just want to like just give my personal input because I feel like this is like really, really important to talk about because I feel like a lot of the jokes that we perceive as jokes are quite offensive to at least five out of 10 people hearing that joke. And I think we've normalized offending people and, you know, getting laughs out of it. And I think we've made it seem as if, oh, if I can, if I can crack the most offensive joke in the world, the scarcity, the, the fear in that joke or the like disbelief of me saying that joke can lead to people laughing like oh my gosh I can't believe they said that you're such a crackhead ha 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 you know stuff like that and I think that's like so wrong and there is a verse for that in fact there's like quite a few verses talking about how you know perverse talk as the bible glamorized it um is detrimental to a lot of uh, us Christians and our spiritual walk and so just for some context sake, open up your Bible to Proverbs 4. And as you open up your Bible, because, you know, the physical Bible, listen, just a tangent. The physical Bible, beautiful. Like, it's, I think it's just like seeing your notes and seeing your sticky notes and your highlighting and like your notes that you made in the Bible. It's just like a little bit like, dang, I really work hard. I like, I take this Christian thing really seriously. And I just think it's just so much more rewarding than opening up your phone on the Bible app. But no hate. If that's how you're starting out, because I, I started off like that. I would rather read my, my, Bible, my, phone, my, my Bible on my phone. And I think, you know, as you progress, you will, you know, read the Bible or the physical Bible. And so just for some context of that, as you go into Proverbs, um, here the author, I say author because... As I said before in my previous episodes, one of my previous ones, Proverbs was written by quite a few people, or not, like, four people, as I said. And here they didn't really give me a context, some context as to who wrote this. So that's why I refer to them as author. And this person is seeking advice from their father. And I think, I think there's something really important there. And I think there's so much, like, groundwork because I think personally a lot of us seek advice from people who might not be physically older than us but might be old might be mentally or spiritually older than us because a lot of the times I seek advice from people who might be in the same age group as I am maybe not like 60 years old and they might have they might have something interesting interesting for me to listen to they might have some story I might like might learn from and they might have some life experiences and some advice they got from another friend that might, that, that, that they might have to tell me or might need to tell me about pertaining to my situation. And I think sometimes age is not always, doesn't guarantee wisdom. Like there's some people who are extremely, extremely old and have walked the path of life, but they don't really have anything to say about that. And that's them. That's their personal walk. And on the flip side of that, there are some really, really wise people, all the people that I've personally encountered that I'm so grateful for that I have in my life, like my mom, my dad, my several of my aunts, and 
and that's not to like discredit the people like I said earlier um who are old and not wise and also on the flip side of that there's some really young people younger people than myself who have <laughs> made me think about a lot of things so age doesn't determine wisdom and also I think why some people don't really um get advice from people who are younger than them is because I'm older than you and like what what is what what can you tell me that I haven't experienced and I think people have so much percep so many perceptions about people reg- like about so many other things like race gender size you know whether they're smart academically or not and I think that's so wrong because advice comes from the places you least expect it and I trust me I know a lot about that so I think with in regards to this seeking advice is basically part of being a community like that's the whole importance of being a being part of a christian community and not only for the sake of prayer and you know oh okay tick on my christian to-do list but here like as it says here in proverbs it's also it also has to do with seeking advice and here the author is seeking advice and i think here the whole reason why this was put into the bible is because this might have i don't know I'm not a theologist. This might have had a really big impact on the author and he or she had something to share or chose to share it in the Bible for the rest of us. So here in Proverbs in Proverbs 4, just before we get into it, I know, sorry, I'm just going on a tangent, but this is all relevant, I promise. I think it's interesting how in, if you read um, in, in verse 4 and 10, yeah, verse 4 and 10, it has... It has the same, like, sentence repeated in a different um, way. So I'll just read here. It says, follow my commands and you will live in verse 4. Then in verse 10, it says, listen to me and do as I say and you will live a long life. And that's the theme that I've picked up a lot in Proverbs. Like, I feel like there, there's so much emphasis on, you know, oh, like, listening listening to advice or listening to people who are older than you, particularly your parents, will lengthen your life and add years to life or the wise it says i think it says in yeah it says quite a few times that the wise will listen to what i have to say and lengthen their lives the foolish will cut their life in short and cut cut their life short and i think that's so powerful and i think it's kind of like repetition is key type of thing like where if you repeat something it's it's more likely to stay in your head and i think that's and that's like another form of how the Bible is written. The Bible doesn't just have one um, style or uniform style. There's so many ways that the Bible speaks to us. And I think this is one of the ways, like repetition. And another thing is in the importance of setting yourself apart, which is basically you yourself with no help whatsoever. I mean, not entirely, but I mean like you taking the decision yourself to say, listen, I don't want to indulge in certain things i don't want to indulge in like pornography i don't want to indulge in secular music i don't want to indulge in that i want to you know devote my life to to christ and you know sticking by that that's basically what setting yourself apart is like separating yourself as a wise person from the foolish or separating yourself as a godly person from the worldly that's what it is and it also pertains to discernment and there's also some very beautiful imagery in verse 18 which says the way of the righteous the way of the righteous is like a is like the first gleam of dawn which shines ever brighter until the full light of day 
And I think that's so beautiful and like nature is and I think that's like take it as you want. And so the main part of my verse is or there's a verse for that the main concept of my podcast is found in verse 23 and 24 which says guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life avoid all perverse talk stay away from corrupt speech and that's where it comes in dark humor pertains to perverse speech perverse speech doesn't mean like being a pervert like it means like anything bad like racism um lies all of that that that's perverse speech is is a very broad but sophisticated term to use and i don't think people a lot of people are aware that saying things like oh you're pretty for a dark skin is perverse speech and i feel and i feel like people people don't realize um how impactful it is or how dangerous it is to you know have one foot in the world and one foot in christianity because it may it messes with your moral compass and it messes with your heart like not just your physical heart but like your spiritual heart because i feel like personally for me i felt like i i was being mean and a roseful person and then here i'm on sunday preaching about love that i just used to just contradict myself and that's what a lot of people do and contradicting yourself leads to confusion and hence the devil steps in like hey hey yo ma like (laughs) i feel like that's that's what it is and this is basically i I wrote down here it's unwise and life and death is in the power of the tongue and i've heard this verse so much and i didn't really understand it when i was younger i was like okay fine maybe the tongue can you know cause someone to die like oh off with you and then somebody cuts off your head and then you're dead i meant it like i thought it meant that but quite literally speaking it means that not literally metaphorically speaking or spiritually speaking it means that a lot of a lot of the times when we speak and you know we address people whatever we say has an impact on their mental health or the way they view things and it kind of creates a lot of conscious and or unconscious biases because a lot of the times when our parents tell us something it sticks with us or when they teach us a way of living that's how we you know carry it out and they they got taught that from their parents and their parents their parents parents taught them and so on and so forth and so our speech can bring life and death to almost anything and i feel like a lot of people might interpret this as oh putting out in the universe 11 11 oh manifestation that's that is true but it's not it's like it's taking it to another level of you know relying on external things other than god for the sake of whatever you're hoping for to come to pass and that's you know basically idolism (laughs) and you know worshiping other gods and just so just a tangent just a side note rather a god doesn't have to be a physical thing it can also be an abstract thing as or something that's not you know doesn't have a definite image such as um a statue or a person it can also be writing out lines and you know chakra and all of that and i think people don't really realize that's like basically idolism and um in the story of shadrach meshach and abednego yes they served a physical physical god but their mental states outside of that was 
devoted to someone other than God. And that has remained the same throughout history. And so back to what I was talking about, life and death isn't the power of the tongue. Now, I searched really hard for this verse and I could not find where it came from, but it stayed in my head, like a nameless verse in my head. And I feel like it's so important to realize that um, life and death is not doesn't doesn't physically mean oh um i'm gonna put this out in the universe and you know this is what's going to happen it also pertains to calling on spirits like if you say things like i can't do this then you can't do it and i know it's a little bit confusing but hopefully as i move on to the second part of my there's a verse for that which is found in james 3 verse 4 um, it will clarify some things. So it says here in James 3 verse... Okay, here we go. So it says here in James 3 verse 3 and 4 that we can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a bit of... a small bit in its mouth. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go. Even a small thing can make grand speeches. But a tiny spark can set a forest on fire. That kind of sums up everything. That, you know, life and death is in the power of the tongue. Yes. And da 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 And I think small things control large things. And that's in a positive sense. And then it ends off in verse 4 by saying, you know, a tiny spark can set a forest on fire. And that's like, I feel like this whole topic or the life and death and the power of a tongue is a double-edged sword in itself. And people don't really realize that. And I feel like we've all bared the brunt of someone's anger. And, you know, in the heat of the moments, we we say something and someone else says something. And, you know, those exchange of words stay with us forever. And, you know, it's so interesting how our tongue, something so small, can ruin relationships, can, you know, define relationships, you know, uh, stuff like that and also it goes further down to explain in verse 8 to 12 let me just find that but no one can tame the tongue it is restless and evil and and full of deadly poison sometimes it, it praises our lord and father and sometimes it curses those who have those who have been in the image of god so and so blessings blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth surely my brothers and sisters this is not right does a spring of water bubble out of both fresh water and bitter water does a fig tree produce olives or a grape wine a grape vine produce figs no you cannot draw fresh water from a salty a salty spring that's that you see what i was saying there like it's all gonna make sense about what i was saying earlier about oh you can't say this having one foot in the world and one foot in god it cannot work both ways you cannot serve two masters as the bible also says hence like physically speaking or pertaining to what i'm saying here you cannot preach about you know we should love thy neighbor and then call someone a monkey because they're black that doesn't make sense and i feel like people don't really understand how not just how um your words affect others but how that affects you as a person and i feel like a lot of christians including myself i'm not just checking other people i'm also checking myself we don't really understand we don't really understand how bad that makes us look as christians and you know people who might not be 
strong believers or people who might not even be believers as, as at all might look at us and be like oh that's a toxic religion i don't want to be a part of that oh that's a toxic group of people that's like no um it's not just for the sake of you know as i just said looking good in front of the people it's also just for the sake of ourselves because we don't just serve the people here by you know giving advice and you know praying for people we also serve the lord and if he sees that and says oh this person is not who you know she's not she's not the one i love her but no she's doing too much he can send or allow certain things in our lives to straighten that and i think i feel like just to avoid all of that or not even it's not even like a threat i don't i don't mean to make it sound like oh if you don't do this god's gonna strike you down with lightning i just feel like there's so much more that can be avoided if we just be intentional about you know straightening up our heart posture and by that i mean you know cleansing our hearts and you know taking detoxes like spiritual detoxes and spiritual fasting or you know not just physical fasting but like you know social media fasting and all of that i feel like all of those things can avoid so much you know trouble that that the lord might have in store and this like i said again i'm saying this again this is not like oh god's gonna strike you down with lightning it's just that a lot of us I just feel like we don't use our heads. <laughs> let me not, let me not, let me not, let me not even try and sugarcoat this. This is just like we don't even use our heads. We don't even like think when it comes to oh, this is wrong. We know it's wrong, but I'm gonna do it anyway. And I feel like it stems in this like Gen Z startup pack mentality where we just have to be oh, you wanna be a, you wanna be part of Gen Z? You have to say period. You have to be like period says oh, purple chalky milk. Nah. Why is there such a uniform standard that we must all fit in? And why is there such a uniform, like, a uniform, unconscious, like, mental state that most of us must progress, like, not progress to, but, like, be a part of? And and I say this because a lot of people, including ones in my life, people I've seen on the internet, have this thing. I don't even know how to to describe this, but they, they have this thing that, that is seen time and time again in each and every person that I've witnessed or seen or conversed with, they have like this like perception, like, yeah, we, you know, we shouldn't have to do this, you know? Oh, okay. I don't have to listen to you. And I feel like that also progresses into like what I'm saying now, dark humor, um, offensive jokes, all of that. And I feel like once we eradicate all the rules and all the laws of, you know, society, societal standards, social etiquettes and, social talking and all of that oh no just social talking socializing i feel like all hell breaks loose and we have things like this where um making offensive jokes um and people get away with that people um doing blackface and making asian jokes and all of that um gets billions of views and people only check them millions and thousands of months later and i feel like what what happened what happened what has caused us to let this fly by what 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 are we doing for let for this to let, for this to just fly over our heads and go and checked like why only now are we noticing that there's a problem now at least i am like i see so many issues that i'm not even going to talk about today but why are we letting so much nonsense and so and so 
so much hate fly by as jokes and you know if it pleases one one group of people then it's pleasing to the rest of us regardless of how you feel you should laugh at this and even if you don't who's gonna listen to you and i don't understand how we got here like did i miss a few episodes <laughs> and yeah, i think we people just need to go back to the drawing board even if it's not literally coming back to christianity as i hope it would be i feel like people just need to at least self-evaluate and see how they're leading their lives how how their demeanor and their whole persona as a whole impacts everybody else in their lives but aside from that coming back to home to my home girls or my homeboys as christians should also see how how we how, like self-evaluate basically and see how we how we are saying things and how wh- how our image as christians because not gonna lie there is a stigma attached to us as christians believe it or not there is and how that image of us is working in relation to our character and how the bible vividly describes um the character of a christian and you know so many examples of good christian people seen in the characters or the people in the bible and that's like our what how do i call this our standard in a sense and just looking at ourselves and seeing internally and spiritually how far away are we from emulating that because let's not even lie a lot of us emulate a lot of people and that's how we get our a lot of our personality traits and demeanors and likes and dislikes because we've you know seen other people do it and it's like oh that looks cool and i want to do that and here we are laughing like emma chamberlain <laughs> i'm no no no, no I'm, I'm just joking but anyway yeah back to what i was saying i feel like we as a christian community have so much work to do and i'm also saying this for myself because there's so many things that i thought i that were okay that, that i thought were um acceptable and i and i read the bible and it's like actually han that's that's wrong saying that to that person saying talking like this manifesting eleven eleven. that's all wrong and just to bring it back to what i'm talking about talking like swe- uh, even just swearing like basic perverse talk like swearing and stuff like that and you know in your sexual windows and what else what else what else what else what else things like that I I thought it was cool. I thought it was hip. I thought it was like oh, I'm not like the other girls, but I'm kind of like the other girls because we all, as Gen Z, kind of think the same. Anyways, yeah. I think that took a long time to recognize, and that was only done by spending the spending time in the Word. I wish I had people who told me. I wish I had people who advised me. People who at least you know gave me some reading material. I had to find all of this by myself. And that's kind of why I started this podcast. Because I feel like a lot of people don't know where to go. I didn't know where to go. I had to find out a lot of things by myself. And, you know, had to, you know, deal with the guilt. Like, I wish I knew this, Lord. I'm so sorry I didn't know this sooner. And he was like, chill. He didn't have the resources. And that's not even like, a, that's not even to put a bad name on the people in my life. Or my parents or anything. It's just that there's, there is a bit of a generational gap in terms of christianity pertaining to my parents and myself and i think 
given that I really could not relate to any of the things that they were going through and hence they could not relate to what I was going through. So I think just to title in finding the people who finding the people who will advise you or as I like to say iron that sharpens iron is so valuable and that's what I'm doing today that's what I've been trying to do that's what I'm working on constantly to do is to help people to realize that certain everyday things that we've normalized such as bullying dark humor you know offensive jokes taken as you know it's just a joke relax is bad and even if it means people hate on me or think it's weird at least if I could just help one person realize it that would help me that would make me so happy but enough of the happy things so this all stems from our thought process this whole entire um dark humor thing perverse talk thing it stems from our thought process and I think I touched on it earlier forgive me I yeah I cannot remember anything I touched on this earlier where I was speaking about oh people who have influenced our lives like our parents and whatever they say or whatever they've said in our lives has had a huge impact on how we've been raised and our perceptions about life and aside from that our thought processes also pertain to our worldly senses and our fleshly desires because the bible puts it so beautifully that it's important to starve the starve the flesh and feed the spirit and that doesn't mean fasting all the time it means you know for example if you know i struggle with this if you spend a lot of time watching a certain show and you haven't read the bible that's feeding the this the flesh and starving the spirit whereas you know say okay fine in the mornings i'm gonna read my bible at least i wake up 20 minutes earlier before school i'll read my bible and you know meditate on at least one verse throughout the day and think about it or think about what i've read in like the little moments that we have in between um the day or during the course of the day that's starving the flesh and feeding the spirit and just i hope that clarified things and this as this relates to how um i was talking about you know the thought process thing i don't even know where i was going with that but anyway i think that a lot of the thought process out thought processes outside of our parents and how they've raised us also come from ourselves and what we've chosen to like and what we you know relate to and i those things i feel like when we customize our personalities and our personas it's really hard to change that because a lot of the things that we see and watch and hear kind of are set in stone or Per, kind of like really almost permanent and changing things about yourself not in a toxic way but like in terms of christ like i don't mean like oh because you not to trigger anyone um because you feel as though oh this person said oh um your bum looks a little bit flat you go on a whole gluten building thing because one person said you don't look good and or maybe it's like body dysmorphia like I don't mean to, I don't mean it in that sense. I mean like when, you know, if you want to grow closing, closing in Christ, you say things like, oh, okay, um, I feel as though I'm not reading my Bible. I need to change that. That's what I mean by changing things about yourself in Christ. So I think your thought process has everything to do with, as I said, the things that you sit in stone for yourself. And yeah, I feel people, and just to like 
really reinvent myself here or reinvent what I was talking about here. Life and death is actually in the mind. And I know I contradict, I'm contradicting myself from what I said earlier about the tongue. But in order for you to speak, you need to think about things. And I feel like people don't really think about that. I know people say, it's all in your mind. And I hear a lot about that. But I feel like saying things like anything, like anything that comes from what you've been thinking. And a lot of what we say is premeditated. And a lot of what we you know throughout there is a lot of is are things that we've held in for the longest time and the only way to change that as i said is straighten up your heart posture and that's something i am personally still doing till this day and yeah i think sorry my neighbor just like pulled in so i'm kind of acting weird and rambling but anyway so straightening up your heart posture is hard <laughs> as a christian like i'm not even trying to so yeah, you can do it. Like it's so easy. It isn't. It's something that I'm still, you know, trying to get the hang, the hang of today, and even my parents say, yeah, this is not easy. Like letting go of certain things and certain ideals and certain like mannerisms and personality traits is kind of hard, and it's it's a process and change is always progressional and you know being in christ is always progression you never you can never reach the end of your growth even if it's in the slightest ways i feel like even the slightest changes later on have the biggest impacts in your life so just a word of advice because you know i might be your older person to come to you mentally and spiritually older or spiritually older person to come to don't be afraid of change and you know, be intentional about it. And I know I, th- I, th- I think I say this a lot, or at least the people in real life, I say this a lot, like be intentional about everything, especially in Christ. Like if you're going to read the, read your Bible, read with your heart. If you're going to worship, worship with your heart or be intentional about it. Don't worship and then, you know, text or go on like freaking, I don't even want to say, but like, you know, all those bad things. But like pretending to what I was saying here, if you're going to say, listen, I don't like this certain thing that I do. I want to change that, you know, seek it out. Ask for help. You can even ask me, email me, um, message me on TikTok. And, you know, if you have my number, message me. Like we can talk about it. We can even go on a call. can, you know, give you some advice. But yeah, I think as much as change is hard and progressional, there's, there's so many ways that's made easier for us to accept it or reach out for it like one of the major major sources is talking to jesus and i will kind of later on maybe later on this week i will like kind of give steps on how i talk to jesus and how i talk to the holy trinity and how i involve them in my day-to-day life and how the how to hear the voice of god because that's something i've also been struggling with and talking to people and you know talking to god first of all talking to like-minded christians or yoked people is also really important and last but not least reading the bible even just like googling oh verses about changing your heart that helps like i know personally for me at least i thought it was like oh okay me googling things means i really don't know my bible why would god allow google to be created if we weren't supposed to utilize it like it has helped me in so many ways like 
a lot of the times when I'm doing research for my podcast, I do refer to Google. I do refer to my my friends and like my Christian friends and YouTube videos and my favorite Christian podcasts and stuff like that. It is helpful. The internet is helpful as much as it's a toxic place and as much as dark humor and offensive jokes do come majority majority of the time from the internet. It also is helpful for us Christians to find relatable content spiritually. So yeah, I hope this podcast helped. I hope it shed light on things that you never might have thought of. I hope it clarified something. I hope it just, you know, made you think about Christ and, you know, things that we say to other people or say to ourselves. And just another thing, perverse talk doesn't always mean talking to people in a bad way. Sometimes a lot of us are really cruel to ourselves. We don't, we preach about self-love, but then we, you know, continue to say things. I'm so ugly. That's, it also plays into context, uh, plays into, um, plays into, what am I going to say? It also like sheds light on sheds light on what I was saying earlier about oh one foot in the world and one foot in Christianity. Some of us have one foot in self love and then one foot in self hate, and we wonder why we're so angry. And I'm I'm not even just talking to other people. I'm also talking to myself because self love is easy to say. Like yeah, self love, self love isn't selfish. It's necessary. It's easy to say, but to actually practice it, like actually meditating on Ezekiel sixteen verse nine to fourteen. And, you know, actually meditating on Proverbs 31, 10 to 31. Those things are hard. It, it's not easy. It's not like, it's not like a, a thing you can download for yourself. It's not like something that we can, you know, add on like a pair of earrings. It's a strenuous process. And I feel like we owe it to ourselves to be kinder to ourselves. We owe it to ourselves to be a little bit more, you know, accepting and a little bit more um lenient with ourselves because I feel like even just for me I sometimes can be hard on myself like even just in my walk with Christ I feel like oh I'm not doing enough or oh I didn't spend enough time and the Lord is like yeah chill you <laughs> I mean you, you can't perfectly serve the Lord but I mean he's like but you you know at least you're here and the Lord appreciates the smallest things that we do for him because he knows our hearts and we know that we've been intentional with that and he appreciates that and I feel like we need to be kind of to ourselves outside of um the world of a Christian outside of you know reading your bible even just like when certain people do things to us we think it's our fault no they did you wrong that's on them not you <laughs> and yeah that's what I was going with that I feel like we just need to be a little bit more kinder and like avoid perverse talk to ourselves as well and yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about today. Thank you so much. And also, if anybody wants me to pray for them, I am more than willing to. I don't say this. I need to start saying it more. Um, if anybody wants me to pray for them, please contact me. Because I, I feel like as much as I'm giving out a podcast, I feel like I could also want, I would also want to pray for people and like really minister to people and like help them like personally, not just like, give out this content and then and then just have um anchor give me the estimated audience of oh these are the people that are listening and that's great i feel like we should close the gap between us because we are friends we are besties you know if you want me to pray for you please message me on tiktok i'll link it down below if you want me to pray for you email me 
and then you can you know arrange a zoom or whatsapp call or facetime if you have my number message me yeah please do i'm not i'm not scary and people do say I'm, i look scary in real life like my friends say yeah you're so you look angry i'm like nah i'm literally just i'm just thinking <laughs> but yeah i'm not scary at all um please don't hesitate to call me or message me i will pray for you i might not be online all the time but i will as soon as i see it message you or you know reach out to you and arrange something to be done even if you don't want to like physically call to say oh can you please pray for me for this 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 and this i will and yeah thank you guys for listening please make sure to share this podcast share with a friend share it with a friend that you think might need it or even just share it with your sister your brother your friend your enemy anyone yeah so thank you so much for listening may god bless you guys and yeah thank you hi guys um a very important topic christians are being persecuted all over the world right now and even if you can't donate please read the link that i have in my bio and pray for them guys they need us more than ever right now and please join me in prayer as we pray for them And if you can, please donate. The link will be in my bio. God bless.